So the position of the sun and the position of the moon, very important in 2022 marketing yes. strategies. And so, um, <laughs> I, but I was trying everything. Great experiences build great leaders. Great leaders build great teams. This is building great sales teams. Good morning, noon, and night. So we have a special episode of the Building Great Sales Teams podcast for you. We have one of Doug's early interviews with a good friend of his, Mike Claudio, on Argenta Solar as well as Argenta Field Solutions, how Doug got his start, and a little bit of Doug's love for metrics. So let's take a listen. God, now I have to edit it. I don't. Oh, you want to? No, it's fine. No, it's fine. It's perfect. I'm going to leave it. I don't, this is going to be proof I don't edit any of my episodes. This is how it's going to start. Okay. Yeah. Guys, it's been a long day, but I'm pumped. Because <laughs> I have, I mean, he might be like the closest human being to me that I've met as far as like Apex goes. Like I think we look similar. I think we act <laughs> similar. We have a similar background. Um, but studs and studettes, I appreciate being here today. I have just... You know, not this one, but I have some really great interviews coming up. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, but we have, I got some really good things. I, I've, I've kind of slacked a little bit on getting, um, you know, interviews set up. Obviously, I've been doing a lot of the meet the team stuff for the, for the new coaches and other people on the team. More of that's going to be coming. Um, but I appreciate you guys' constant support, man. February was another um, record month for us. Um, you know, we're, we're approaching the seven, almost 7,000 downloads for February on a short month. Like, I'm happy with that. And I'm just kind of sharing the journey with you guys as I go to, like, what is what does success look like on a podcast? Like, I didn't know originally what's good, what's bad. All you ever hear about is Joe Rogan sells for $200 million. Um, But we've been progressively growing month over month, year over year. Um, and so I, that's really a testament to you guys as the audience. So I appreciate you guys doing that. Continue to share it, you know, screenshot this, tag somebody who might benefit from it. You know, it's, it helps, it helps get the message out. It helps more people get the value from the content I put out on a regular basis. Cause like we just have hundreds of episodes now between this and, you know, hundreds of videos on YouTube. I put a lot of content out for a reason and it helps if you share it so more people find it. Um, Today, though, uh, this individual is somebody I met through Apex. Um, he's somebody who's just built some incredible organizations. The culture that he has been able to cultivate has been incredible to watch. Um, you know, he's somebody who also does struggle with other things, too, like discipline and, and consistency. And, you know, everybody who's listening, like he's started and failed 75 hard five times. And what you hear today is how we have a little bit of a wager going in order to keep him uh dedicated this time today's day 61 and i'll be honest like i don't want him to fail but it'd be really great if he did <laughs> but douglas douglas mitchell welcome to the show sir i appreciate it thanks for having me um so solar technology all kinds of stuff what's what's mm -hmm. like what's what are you what's you most passionate about right now like what are you most focused on right now i want 106 figure earners 100 Six-figure six earners on just the solar side or, like, across altogether. everything? All together? Across everything. Gotcha. So solar's on one side, at and on the other, right? Pretty much, yeah. Gotcha. Um, that's kind of a cool goal. Like, accumulative or, like, in a year? In a year. In yeah, a year. absolutely. No, yeah. I want 100 current six-figure earner. gotcha. earners. Yeah, absolutely. Dude, that's pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about it. Um, I was trying to reverse engineer the numbers on the way up here because – Knowing you, you were going to ask me <laughs> how much you have to gross in order to get that. So how many deals is that, Douglas? <laughs> so what I what I know is it's roughly $40 million gross. Okay. And so, um, yeah, we're, our, our target for this year is going to be $8 6.5 .5 solar, 1.5 MDU. Um, and all this kind of came from I had 110 salespeople at one point. And my average earnings for those 110 was $37,000. 110 salespeople. Mm -hmm. Like, just listen to that. That that sounds exhaustive. It was. It was incredibly exhausting. That's terrible. That's 13 offices. So how many do you have now? 25. Gotcha. So you have, we have some hiring to do. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. yeah. All right, so give people a little background. So you got, you know... Couple businesses, a lot of different things you're passionate about uh -huh. right now, an incredible boot boot collection. 
you know, so like, what, what is, what are you doing right now? Like what's, what's, you know, I get the hundred earners, I get yeah. that kind of stuff. But I mean, like you've been through a lot of change over the last year. Yeah. Um, obviously you started the solar thing. Yeah. You were doing, you know, the AT&T stuff before that. Mm -hmm. Like, so what drives you to like continually try to like improve and try new things? So, you know, recently it's been apex and the people surrounding me. Right. Um, you just can't get on any of these podcasts or do a podcast without talking about Apex, right? Yeah. Uh, and I joined uh, right after MDM last year. Okay. And in that time, w one, I found my people. I found my family. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And that's something that I struggled with for a long time. Like, obviously, I have my immediate family, but I didn't have a strong family connection when I was younger. Mm -hmm. And I dealt with some rejection from my uh, immediate parents. And so... Um, that kind of gave me the chip on my shoulder that I wasn't good enough. You know what I mean? So I spent the next, you know, from when I was 18 to 32 trying to prove everybody I was. You know what I'm saying? So that was kind of the chip on my shoulder mm -hmm. that kind of drove me every day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so for you, it was the scoreboard, right? Yep. And that's what we talked about on my podcast. But yep. for me, it What's was... What's the name of your podcast? Building Great Sales Teams. Building Great Sales Teams. Go check it out. Yeah. It's a dope episode. You're literally about to triple his downloads. Right? <laughs> Thank you, audience members. You just made his day. There's going to be a spike today. Please, you don't have to listen to it. Just go download it uh -huh. so that he sees a spike on the day that he was on my podcast. I have to stay in the alpha position for as long as I can. Thank you. For as long as you can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you are older than me, so. By six months? Yeah, about right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, we just found that out today. They yeah. were both 35. You thought I was some... I mean, did you think no, I was older I, or younger? I thought like 38, 39. Yeah, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's because of what you've accomplished. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily like you look older or anything. No, I'm definitely more on the uh, mature for my age side. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've always been that way. So most of my 20s, I, I got that. I got the, uh, I thought you were 35. You know yeah. what I mean? Just because of what I had done so far. And I, was I looked also, like the same age for like 10 years from like 16 mm -hmm. to 26. Like I looked like about the same age. Yeah, you were a grown man when you were 12. So. Yeah, very true. <laughs> I was shaving at 12. Oh, my gosh. It's not healthy. No, not at all. All right, so a lot of changes. Mm -hmm. Apex kind of initiated a lot of that. But, right. like, you had accomplished a lot before Apex. So I stumbled my way into my opportunities. You know, I took everything. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, I didn't say no a lot. I tried everything. Um, I was... Uh, you know, serial entrepreneur is such a cliche term, but, you know, I did mobile, de mobile detailing when I was younger. I, I wasn't good at working for people. I always got fired, you know, because I always told them how to do yeah. their you job. You had an opinion. I had an opinion, yep. yeah. And so I, I did mobile detailing. Um, I was a gopher for a real estate company, and then I kind of fell into a marketing position when their marketing manager left. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? I was good with Adobe softwares, uh, creating just listed postcards. You know, and I worked for, you know, I was fortunate to work for the top realtor in South Texas. Okay. So you've been in Texas your whole life? Yes. Gotcha. Um, childhood, military stepdad and stuff, but for the most part, Texas. I love Texas. Um, and so, you know, I learned, I learned what a rainmaker was at that time because all he did was bring in listings. Okay. Everybody else was a buyer's agent. Got it. So he had 300 listings. What? 300 listings. Dude, there, you can't manage that appropriately. I managed the marketing for it. Yeah. All of it? All of it. We had a system. That was the first time I learned, like, hey. Just follow the steps. Follow the steps. Yep. You know, the, you know he hired uh, Corcoran Consulting one year, and they came in, and they said, look, you got to stop, because we, we would. We would say, hey, so-and-so didn't accomplish this. That's why we're deficient in this area. And they said, stop blaming it on the people. Blame it on the system. You got to fix the system and often it'll fix the people or they'll be on their way yeah. out. You know what I'm saying? And so that was really impactful for me. And then, uh, he laid me off cause he moved to Houston and became a freaking Houston real estate mogul selling, uh, condominiums, high rises mm -hmm. and stuff. So as Houston blew up. Yeah. Yeah. And so he was part of that. But anyways, uh, so that was my first taste of just like insane success from, from, hustle and sales ability and being a rainmaker yeah. you know and then uh i got laid off so i started hustling you know i took what i learned from there and did it for a bunch of other realtors in town made like 40 grand you know what i mean and uh and then i got a call from uh 
another business owner. He owns several different businesses and I was a marketing manager for him now. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm good at this. Let me just do that. And then I walked into uh, a boiler room. Mm. And if you know sales, you know what that is. If you've seen the movie, yeah. it is very much like the movie, except it was the good old boy version. Yep. Like everybody was in faded jeans and boots and yeah. ball caps. You know very, what I'm saying? Very Houston. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Like Houston's version of yeah. the boiler room. <laughs> so that was my first taste of, you know, big deals being done, 300 grand a year in earnings, you know what I mean? High commissions. And they were selling collectible gold. They were just on the phones, just yeah. hustling it. So they would get a call for a one ounce order of gold, bullion. And then they would upsell them on a proof 70 set of American Eagles, 1993 low mint. You know what I mean? And they're six grand for, you know, $1,500 in gold. You know what I'm saying? And so they were selling on the collectible value or intrinsic value. But anyways, so I was placing the full page newspaper cans campaigns for them. I was... I was working directly under a multi-million dollar business owner. You know what I'm saying? So I learned a lot from him, what to do and what not to do. All right. Well, it's like, so you, at this point you've been in multiple marketing central things. Yeah. What do you think is like the biggest do and the biggest don't that you've learned from a marketing perspective? Cause I think marketing is a fickle beast, right? Like yeah. you got to stay up with the times and uh -huh. like what worked then is probably not going to work now, but right. like there's probably some underlying things you learned in those first couple of jobs that like play into why you are successful now. So don't, don't use, I guess don't use your own experience to determine what a customer is going to want to see in terms of uh, lead generation and stuff like that. Like don't, don't say, well, I don't think that'll look good. You know what I mean? you got to have the numbers to back it, you know, and that's why you and I align so much because yeah. I was very metric centric. I took, when I got hired, I took, they had five years of newspaper ad metrics. So you place this ad, this is how many calls we got. This is how much we upsold, you know what I mean? And yeah. this is our uh, ROI on that. And I took five years and I just kept dividing the data different ways and playing with it different ways. Mm. I, I did like, where was the moon at in the sky that day? No, I'm dead serious. I did lunar, I had lunar metrics in there. And, you know, it's crazy because like, I enjoy, like you said, spreadsheets so much. You're getting so giddy much. right now. Yeah. Just watching you get excited. <laughs> I remember all like, this. Lunar metrics. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And all of a sudden. So the position of the sun and the position of the moon, very important in 2022 marketing yes. strategies. And so, um. <laughs> But I was trying everything yeah. because he, he had in his head said, I've done the same thing with the data and I haven't gotten anything else out of this, you know, because newspapers at that time were declining. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so you had your competitive edge. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to, yes. I'm going to figure, you said I'm it gonna can't show be you. done. So yeah. I'm going to tell you it can. So I'll, I'll never forget. Um, I had a $120,000 newspaper campaign do 38 to one. Wow. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a fuck you right there. Yeah. I mean, like, dude, that's, imp but that's impressive for anything though. Like you don't see those types of results anywhere. No. And so, um, and then I had a, uh, so I, I, I liked graphic design. I, I have an eye for visual. I may not be the greatest at creating it, but I can look at it and say, no, like you know what good looks like, you know exactly. what bad looks like, but you're not like the one to click and drag and draw. So it took me three months, but I created a mailer and it was pre 33 gold and I, told the stories in the mailer. You know what I mean? So if you want to sell something that has a story, I mean, you've really got to play up that story. You know what I'm saying? You got to do the research, all the history and everything, and and tell the story. And then, well, we didn't put the price on the, you know, on the mailers because yeah. it, it went up and down depending on the spot price of gold. So, um, and that, that, to this day, they still use that mailer. It still goes out when new customers sign up or whatever. They still send that mailer. Out. Really? Yeah. Dang. And that one was like, I think our initial spend on it was like ten grand. And so, do you still use mailers today? No, I don't. I don't use mailers. No. Okay, cool. Just checking. <laughs> I mean, I'm I'm going to. I've got a a, <sighs> a guy in Apex that. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited about. I've it. used them before. You have? Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Dope marketing. Yeah. Okay. Right. Um, so anyways, long story short, I was doing all that and I was making 30 grand a year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're crushing it, doing your job. And, mm -hmm. But like your position at that time was right. just what it was worth. And I, I, I did a lot of dumb shit too. 
You know what I mean? Like for everything I did great, I did like 10 things that were really stupid. So he had a lot of patience with me. <laughs> you know what I mean? And uh, as long as I like made him a little bit of money, he was yeah. good, right? And so um, I I remember one of the times I got fired. So he, he fired me twice. <laughs> one of the times I got fired, I took 25 grand in gold to a photographer in Corpus Christi. The office was in Portland. So I took it to a photographer in Corpus Christi and thought nothing of it. Like thought nothing like maybe I could get robbed. You know what I mean? Maybe, you know what I mean? Anyways. And so that was one of the reasons that he, he fired me. But like I said, I did a lot of a dumb shit. You know what I mean? So he has a salesperson convince him that AT&T, this AT&T door, door contract is the next best thing. You know what I mean? Because that's where he came from. He learned the ropes in door to door. And that's why he's such a good salesman now. And he's like, I can, you know, the salesman tells him, I can run this thing for you. So he creates a whole new company, Argenta Field Solutions LLC, which is my company today. And uh, just dips, you know, twists off, you know what I mean? Like some of the greatest salespeople do. They get drugs. That's a whole nother podcast. But yep. um, so he's stuck holding this company and he's dumped 200 grand into it over six months, you know. And so he asked me to start managing it. I start managing it. And and I don't I don't know why. What year is this? Well, how long ago is this? This is uh 2010 or uh, the beginning of 2011 when I started managing it. Oh wow, okay. Yeah. And so um you know, and I've never asked him that question like why did you pick me to manage this thing? Was it just like I was there and like hey, <laughs> I'm losing money in your ass everywhere yeah. else. Might as well throw you here. You know, and I had to do both my jobs for a while. Yep. Yeah, I was still the marketing manager, and I had to manage this door-to-door company. But anyway, so the first thing I did was I knocked doors for three months. And since then, I have never knocked doors again, at least not consistently. Yep. I've gone out and shadowed guys and stuff like that and done some consulting where I, you know, shadowed their team and told them what the problem was kind of thing. But for the most part, I haven't knocked doors since then. You know, so I I don't take offense to it, but I, I think – you know, the whole, like, lead by example is bullshit. You know what I'm saying? Like, I've never had that mentality. Yeah. You know? I've had a, a delegate, and your strength is this, so I'm going to put you there. You know what I mean? My strength is the That's archi- hard for a lot of people to make that transition. Yeah. To, like, you know, see somebody else that, you know, quote, unquote, would be doing something less effectively or efficiently mm-hmm. than they can do it and being okay with that in, mm-hmm. like, that ramp period of acceptance of, like, it's going to take yeah. time for that person to become good. Well, I was, I was blessed initially in that I had somebody, my first hire. Okay, so I get it to Black. He, he wants to sell it, can't sell it. It's a contract. It's door-to-door. There's no value there. Yep. You know what I mean? So he can't sell it. So um, I'm like, well, sell it to me. You know, I don't have any money. He's like, come up with five grand tomorrow. Couldn't come up with five grand. You know what I mean? But he was kind of, he had no, nothing to lose. You know what I mean? Like at that point. So he was like, I want to retain something in this company. I'll sell you 90% for 200 grand. I want to get my money back and then get out. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't even want to. I remember him putting his hand. I don't even want to see you after that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so I'm like, all right, I'm in. Yeah. I've got my, I've got a business now. You know what I'm saying? And I know I did the numbers. You know what I mean? I know because I pitched my father-in-law and he said no. And so, because I needed the five grand. Yeah. And. Uh, Isn't that crazy? I pitched to everybody. But think about like you couldn't find five grand. Yeah. And, and now. Amount, and like the amount of people yeah. you could call right now. I bet. Yeah. I bet. I bet I bet you have 250 people you call right now and get five grand. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, well, I mean, there's a whole history there. Right. You know? okay. but, I mean, you've earned the right for it, but like, yeah. I'm just thinking about like, there was a time when I couldn't find, you know, a thousand bucks. I remember buying my wife's engagement ring. Oh. Couldn't find the money. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had, a, I, I remember had, payday loans. Yeah. I never did one of those. No, shoot. I, I horrible anyway, money management. Yeah, so five grand found it, mm-hmm. bought 90%. No, I didn't find it. I, I convinced him to sell it to me without the five grand. Oh, okay. Yeah. Great sales guy. Look at you. Yeah. And I didn't know it at the time. But anyways, so my first hire, which was had worked with me when uh, I was W2 or whatever, my first hire was Ralph Ramone. So he had came from a company called Sitcore. I don't know if you heard of him, but they're a huge door-to-door company. I mean, massive, you know? And so um, these guys, they refined the book on door-to-door. I always say Southwestern Consulting wrote the book. Sidcore refined the book, 
and Secor was really good at hiring like college people and uh, uh, basically taking all their dreams away by dropping them off in front of a door. <laughs> but anyways, so that's where he came from. So he had the principles, you know, so a lot of the foundational stuff that we use to like teach people how to knock on doors. And so from then I just kept promoting myself out of a job, you know what I mean? And promoting people under me, uh, six months, eight months later, I met Wayne Skinner, you know what I mean? Which is, uh, now a minority partner in my company. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, we do AT&T, we do solar AT&T's, uh, referral based, you know, you'll appreciate this. Mm-hmm. It's it's a hundred percent referrals now. There's no more door to door on the AT and T side. There's just not enough money in the the business to be able to do door to door anymore. And then solar is door to door, and then we do some lead gen. So that's it, man. So you've been doing that for ten years. Mm-hmm. So why solar? Like, what, what, what? All right, was it just like Apex? You saw an opportunity, took advantage of it. It's so like because you did one thing for like ten years. Come to MDM, mm-hmm. join Apex, mm-hmm. start a solar company. It wasn't MDM. Uh, so two years prior, my father-in-law, or three years, yeah, three years prior, my father-in-law had gotten sold solar, and he got fucked over gotcha. bad. I mean, the worst things that happened in solar happened to him. He had this, you know, fifty thousand dollars system on his roof that was producing twenty five percent of offset on his electric bill. They just ripped a huge mm. commission off of that. Probably the, the the kid probably made twenty grand. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, mm. and just completely fucked someone over. So I was pissed off. I didn't like the industry. I didn't want to touch it. And then uh, every, I mean, once a week, some sales rep, some manager would come to me and say, "Hey, have you looked into solar yet?" I was like, "Fuck that industry!" Like, you know, I was, I just my. One of my biggest things at that point was because of door to door the way it is and the way everybody thinks, oh, it's some shady fly by night company. You know, it's a it's a dark room with a whiteboard on it and they pitch you, you know, hopes and dreams. And then you leave the company and they don't pay you last check. That was like the the stereotypical stereotypical door to door company. So I wanted to be the exact opposite, you know, and uh, so you cannot find one salesperson that's ever worked for me that can say that I did not pay him every dollar he was owed. You know what I'm saying? And if he does, I've got the data to show you that he got 20 chargebacks, you know what I'm saying? And now I'm in the hole and he's not paying me, you know what I'm saying? So, so, but anyways, uh, so I wanted to stay far away from that, but I would say MDM and then apex in general, after I met all the connection, after I talked to guys like Mo Abdallah, uh, Eric Sanchez, you know, after, um, I changed my mindset on it. Like, hey, instead of hiding from the problem, be the solution. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so, uh, yeah, that that's when we decided to get into solar. So it kind of inspired us to get into it. So what do you think makes your approach to solar so much different? Because it can't just be like how you pay sales guys, right? right. So how are you training them differently mm-hmm. than other companies that are out there right now? So it starts with our culture. You know, uh, one of our core values is we operate in integrity, you know, and so we we don't allow anything that is not that right. If we find out from a customer, you know, we do surveys, we we talk to the customer before they get installed, you know, what I'm saying just to make sure that everything's on the up and up and there was nothing promised, you know, what I mean, that can't be delivered. Right. And so the integrity is a huge piece of it uh, that we really focus on. And, and that is an, maybe an overcorrection from the, the story about my father-in-law. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, not just that. You know, like, there's whole teams that want to work with us. You know what I'm saying? That are like, hey, you know, I've got five guys. They're all killers. You know what I mean? Uh, let us sell under your contract or let us sell within your system. I'm like, no, I don't fucking know you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I don't care how much you sell. You know what I'm saying? And you didn't come up in my system. So I, I can't vet you as you get more and more responsibility and get more and more clout, you know? Well, so, it's important too to understand that. I think so many people chase the money. Mm-hmm. You know, so many people chase the the outward outward approach or outward view of what success looks like. And if you're yeah. not growing your team and growing your sales and making all this gross money, mm-hmm. you know, it's you're not winning. And I think it's incredibly important for people to grasp the concept of like understanding your core values and operating within them 
at all times yeah. is the only way, in my opinion, you can have a sustainable long-term success. Absolutely. And so it's impressive to see, like, you started this thing, mm-hmm. and you're like, people are throwing opportunity at you, and you're like, no, we're going to do this one different. Yeah, we're going to do it the right way. That's cool. And, and, I, and I have, like, EPCs, which is the installer mm-hmm. of the solar industry, approach me every day. Hey, I'll, you know, you can uh, lower red line, which is the amount to install, right? We'll give you a lower red line, or we'll be faster, whatever the case is. But I have a EPC partner that knows what I'm about, and mm-hmm. we align on the core values. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And they don't, and then the thing is they don't move fast because they do it right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Speed is not always, especially not in construction. You know what I mean? It's not, not always your friend. Not if you want to avoid callbacks and warranty issues and inspection challenges. Exactly. So I know when they do it, they do it right. And they work with, you know, regional installers that are going to do it properly. You know, and then and that's the thing too, is we are constantly adapting our system right now because we know it's new. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to take an influx of sales reps right now. When I'm not uh, fully baked. Yeah, exactly. So your sales reps, you know, this and previously, were they 1099 or W2? So previously they were 1099 and they worked on the AT&T campaign. Okay. Like 90% of my sales team right now is from AT&T. All right. So I hear all the time from clients, mm-hmm. but Mike, they're 1099. I can't tell them what to do. Mm-hmm. How do you manage 1099 people? to show up to meetings, to mm-hmm. buy into the culture, to operate within the system that you want. Cause I hear people a lot and I think it's bullshit, yeah. but like how do you go about, you know, managing your 1099 environment such as the culture can sustain and grow and, and cultivate and, and expand as the, as the team grows. Mm-hmm. So how do you treat a 1099 person the, the right way? We'll say. So, and how do you do it in the toughest spot to retain salespeople, which is door to door. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I just want to add that in there because no, we get it. You're a badass. God. No, no, no. <laughs> it's more like I've done it in the worst. Yeah. Like, like one of the more challenging yes. situ- you know, environments. Yeah. So, and, and then, you know, in cable sales where the commission's a hundred bucks, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Um, you have to build the system and you have to maintain the integrity of the system. Right. So by system, you like the process at which success happens. From the day, from the ad you place to the time that they could get promoted to manager. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has to be on a level playing field. Okay. You hit these numbers, you get promoted. I don't promote you. You promote yourself at I our company. That. I love that. Yeah. And so build out the system. And if you're not getting the 1099 people you want, they will fall out of the system. You know what I'm saying? And I, I had to be a numbers guy. Mm-hmm. I had to, I had to, I hired at one point 70 to 80 salespeople a month, but my headcount was 110. Yeah. So I'll give you a guess at how many were turning over. A you lot. know what I mean? Yeah. A lot, right? I think, and I think that people underestimate what it takes. They look at like, oh, you had 110, you must be lucky. Like, I think so many people, so many people are afraid to like put the effort into the recruiting and to the turnover mm-hmm. and like, you know, not being afraid to fire people. Like you're not yeah. marrying those people. You're giving them an opportunity to work within the system. If they don't work, they got to go. Yeah. And so many people struggle with that, yeah. that part of the process. It's incredible. Well, and you know, it gets worse as you go into like higher levels and mastermind. Cause I, I hear people talk about it all the time and then I'm consulting people too. And they're like, well, so-and-so said I need to give a personality test. And if they hit all these 20 points, then I hire them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm but you're having them sell roofing door to door. Yeah. Like you just need to put them out there. You know what I'm saying? Like, because people won't, well, people will impress you and people will underwhelm you too. Right. Mm-hmm. The perfect, the perfect, the, the person with the perfect resume mm-hmm. will struggle under the pressure. Right. The person you thought like would fail. Sometimes they'll be the ones that rise up and do the best work. That was a huge part of our culture too. You could come into our office, unfortunately and fortunately, like with holes in your jeans, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like looking rough, you know what I'm saying? And we took guys like that and made them into future leaders of the company. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that right there was my driving driving motivation for a well, long time. That, dude, that was comes the back, impact. Yeah, I'm saying that comes back to the champion shoes thing. Like when some mm-hmm. when someone doesn't believe that there's hope or that there's potential, mm-hmm. and you give them a little bit of belief, like you create so much from a loyalty perspective, from mm-hmm. an effort, from a confidence, from a a dude that would ride or die with you because you were one of the first people in their lives to believe yeah. in them and believe that they could actually do something with themselves. Mm-hmm. People underestimate the power of that. So I have conversations, especially now that I'm putting myself out there so much, I'm doing the podcast, you know what I mean? All these principles that I have are getting put out there. 
I have a lot of old reps reaching back out. So what are your core values right now? So uh, our mission statement is we help each other achieve freedom. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. That's a good um, one. So we first, help each other achieve freedom. Right. I like it. So that is based on uh, Sean Whalen's free man speech. Okay. And I, I got that at MDM. Yep. And I was like, well, I want to be that. Yep. And then I started taking steps to be that. And then I was like, I want my people to be that. And so um, the first uh, core value is uh, we put the mission first. Because so many times, and I, I love the way that Wayne describes this, but I'll, I'll do my best. So many times people come to him with complaints and it's about me, me, me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's about why'd you do this to me? And it's like, it's not me doing it. It's this is what we believe this company. This is the way that we do this. And we put the company first. And so he would always say that. And then I said, you know what we need to change that to? We put the mission first, which is helping each other achieve freedom, mm-hmm. you know? And so a lot of our opportunity structure is based on that freedom, you know? And so uh, the the next one is uh, we operate in integrity. And, um, man, you put me on the spot. My brain's dead right now, too. Dude, I get it, man. Yeah. And so um, we operate in integrity. We work hard. We pray hard, right? So one of my old operational partners that I, like, joined up with used to always say, like, work hard, play hard. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Bottles of the club. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And that's just not me and Wayne anymore. You know what I mean? And it never really was me, you know, his twenties. Yeah, that was, that was, that, was that man. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so, um, anyways, so we knew that we were both, um, you know, what I like about we pray hard is it doesn't matter what religion you are, you pray, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Typically. So we work hard, we pray hard, you know, and then, um, we do the work, you know, that's just one that, you can't get away from, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And uh, uh, we don't make excuses, you know. And uh, unfortunately, I couldn't get around that, you know what I mean? I tried to like, hey, I can't do what Apex yeah. is doing. I can't do what Ryan's doing. I can't do what anybody else is doing. But it all comes back to some of those core values, you know. Well, it, core values are meant to be a representation of you. Mm-hmm. And so if those things represented you, I don't think there's any mm-hmm. reason. Like someone could take all of mine if it represented them. If, as long as they implement them effectively, they'll get the results from it. Right. But there's so many people that like I, they, they'll steal it from other people, throw it on the wall and never talk about it because it never meant anything to them. Yeah. Right. Like they'll, they'll copy somebody else's and it just never meant anything to them. So for right. me, like for, for you, if they... If you took all of Apex's core values, but they meant something to you, and you led by them, and you managed mm-hmm. by them, and they they were they meant something to you, then like it makes sense, yeah. You know, but for me, it's uh, you know, we rebuilt ours at the at the beginning of 2021. Um, we had it kind of like more generic, but it was good, and I really yeah. wanted to make it something that represented like me. As so we rebuilt them, um, part of the reason why I was having a hard time coming up with them is because we changed them three times. You know what I mean? And the last time we changed them was like three or four months ago. And so Wayne knows them frontwards and backwards because he runs every call for us. Yep. And at the beginning of every call, we say, you know what I mean? So I'll, I'll run through them one more time. We put the mission first. We operate with integrity. We don't make excuses. We work hard. We pray hard. We live in gratitude. That was the one I fucked up, which is like one of my favorites, you know? We, well, and here's something that I did that I, I actually help a lot of people. I, I think it's important. You know, not everybody does it, but like creating an acronym with your core values um, and that's just something that, that I, I believe in because I think mm-hmm. it makes it easier to communicate them on a regular basis mm-hmm. and it makes it easier to like say the acronym and it means so much more than just the word that's the acronym. Right. And I think for a lot of people, like almost all my clients when we, who have built their core values for the first time, we built it around an acronym, mm-hmm. you know, so it makes it easier to communicate. It makes it easier to like, like make it a chant yeah. almost. And you can say like, are you representing blank acronym core values or are you, are we live in the whatever lifestyle, mm-hmm. you know, mine, mine spells coach. And that was actually by accident. Yeah. I swear to God. That's badass. <laughs> and so we, 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 when we rebuilt ours being 2021, the only one we had to change, so I guess it wasn't by accident. It was like we had every letter except O, and we had help first mentality. We just mm-hmm. had to operate with a help first mentality. So okay, we had yeah. To get the O. So yeah, we like we didn't change it. We, just, we, just, we threw yeah. yeah, we threw operate in there. Um, and but like we rearranged the letters. Like shit, that, that spells coach. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of cool. Um, that's that's one of the coolest things I saw from instituting a lot of the uh, stuff I learned in Apex in my company is it changed conversations that we had you know mm-hmm. um and the people that really bought into it stayed 
you know, mm-hmm. as we started creating this filtering process, which but was core it, values. It creates the separation immediately. Mm-hmm. Like that, that, that delta between who people are and who you mm-hmm. are, like getting clear on those core values makes it almost immediate. Absolutely. Um, all right. So you start a podcast recently. Mm-hmm. You're early on in that. Yeah. You know, how has that gone, you know, I, compared I, to what you thought it was going to go mm-hmm. or what you thought was going to happen? Like, what have you learned? Like, what's, what's, because there's a lot of people out there. A lot of people in my audience right now are in the process of, or just newly starting their podcast. Mm-hmm. So like, how, what have you learned? What do you like? What did you, what's, what surprised you so far with that? So like everything else, I want to compete with everybody that's doing a podcast. Perfect. Good luck. And, <laughs> you know, and, and this is not a knock to anybody in Apex, you know, cause I'm, that's who, that's who my demographic. Just that's say it. God, we don't need to. D- but it's all, it's all very general. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I don't feel like anybody really has a podcast that kind of like highlights what they're good at. You know what I mean? And so mine, I wanted it to be, I wanted to know every single episode I was going to have expert insight. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and I understand that limits it a little bit. But we still covered a lot of mindset stuff in the yeah. episode you did with me. We just kind of reeled it back into sales. Yeah. We reeled it back into building great sales teams, mm-hmm. you know. And and I went even further than sales. I went to building great sales teams. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm not. Because there's not, so much more than just selling. Right. It's human human capital. It's investment. It's yeah. financial. It's you know, you know, uh, empathy. It's it's being a fucking counselor. Jeez. Dude, I kind of do it for a living. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So um, that that's the first thing I did. I wanted to create a niche. You know what I mean? And it may grow into something more than that someday and change the title. You know, I've created all kinds of companies and changed those company yeah. names. You know what I'm saying? I literally just had to change my solar company name because well, of a trademark issue. I'm, I'm just interested to see how it progresses because, mm-hmm. you know, I'm 190 episodes in. Mm-hmm. How, how is it going to be hard to talk about a single topic that doesn't become repetitive okay. over that yeah. time period? And that's, right? That's the response I get when I say, when I, when I, because I changed, that. I changed the name of my podcast. You did. Okay. It was the Big Stud Sales Podcast originally. Ooh. I changed it to the Big Stud Podcast because I, I started talking about a lot less sales and more mindset and approach and business right. and health and fitness and mm-hmm. finances. So I got away from sales as the primary topic. And so I took, it used to be the Big Stud Sales Podcast. Mm-hmm. And then I took sales out. And, you know, that's when I started doing more interviews and getting more, like, you know, broader scope. Yeah. But I started the same way. Right. And, yeah. and the problem is we're in this microverse yeah. of like high achievers. I made a post on Facebook the other day about yeah. like, yeah, I mean, it's yeah. just like. I feel that so much. <laughs> yeah. Explain the post though. All right. So I made a post the other day that like, cause there's a lot of people in our world, right? The mm-hmm. apex world where we get so beat up. We, and we, we crush ourselves cause we're not competing at the level of the people around us in this mm-hmm. world. And I said, if you take like apex and Arte and lion's den and all the other kind of like handful of, of groups like that, yeah. there's less than 20,000 people in all of those groups combined in the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. And there's 330 million Americans. And so people come in here into this high-performing ecosystem and start comparing themselves to guys like Sammy and Brandon and these people doing like you know mil- tens of millions of dollars a year in income, yeah. and they're like, "I'm not doing shit." And I'm like, "Can we stop for a second and realize we're the point one percent, you know, literally of the of just the United States?" And like, mm-hmm. let's realize how much we're doing compared to everybody else. And I think guys like you are a prime example of that. Mm-hmm. Like you're coming in here competing with the top of the top of the top, yeah. and saying, "I'm not doing enough." what you're not realizing is how many people are looking up to you and how many people are realizing, holy shit, what you're doing yeah. and like how much you know, more work and how much more discipline, how much more consistent you are than 99.98% of the, you know, the population. Mm-hmm. I think it's such a tough, because so there's also good parts about yeah. being driven by that. That's why we join these programs. Right. Right. And so I think it's an interesting dichotomy. So going back to the podcast. So I'm hearing all these podcasts from Apex people and they're talking about some of the same principles and mindset, you know? So I'm kind of getting tired of it, honestly. Like I'm a tactical guy. I want tactical advice. Right. And so that's, that's kind of where my, uh, I guess, inspiration for what I'm doing now with building great sales teams came from. But somebody may go on YouTube and they see one of your videos pop up and they're like, Oh, he's handsome. He looks like Bradley Cooper. So they click on you. And they're a Not freaking from the hangover from American sniper, <laughs> American sniper. <Yeah. laughs> so <laughs> they click on you, they go to your page and you talk about core values. Mm. You know what I'm saying? And they're just like blown away. It's just so and, good, and they're like, so my company looking. doesn't have core values. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and then they bring it to the person at their company. And then they started a, 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 
uh, their own business because they didn't listen. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, all right, you know, maybe maybe there's something there. You know what I'm saying? Well, and look, a lot of what I do, mm-hmm. I'll say a lot of it, a big percentage of what I do with businesses is it's the dad syndrome, right? It's yeah. where like, the, you know, the employees have heard it the same way from the same person for a long time. Mm-hmm. I could come in and say the same thing with a different tone and they're like, oh my God, this dude's amazing. Yep. And the business owners in the back going like, what, what the, the fuck? fuck? I've, been I've been saying this forever. <laughs> and, so, and so like sometimes I think, and like people like, look, how many business coaches are in the world? Right? No idea. Millions, right? I don't care because none of them are me. Right. And so like, yeah, there's, and if you look at the podcast, right, Mm -hmm. there's like, I don't know, 2 million podcasts out there. Who knows how many episodes, but the average podcast only lasts seven episodes. That's it. Right. And so everybody who said what you said has already vanished into the fucking cloud, right? They're Mm -hmm. gone. You're the new guy who's coming out and evolving, right? Like if you look, if you listen to the last podcast, which was, you know, episode 190 or whatever right. compared to episode one, I've gotten better at articulating the same message yeah. to get a better result. That's right? fair, I, yeah. I, I have literally done, it's got to be 30 coaching calls a week for three years. Okay. You get better at articulating things in a way that gets them the, the audience member, whether it's one person on a coaching call mm-hmm. or a thousand people on the podcast or 10,000 people on the YouTube channel, you say it in a better way. Who my YouTube channel I repeat the same content over and over and over again because mm-hmm. I use different keywords. I use a different approach. I use a different methodology. Sometimes it's high level. Sometimes it's tactical and granular. Yeah. But ultimately, it's – and this is how I've approached po- like content for a long time. Mm-hmm. I have said, and most of my audience has heard me say this at some point, if what I have to say right now would impact one person, it is irresponsible of me to not share it. Because that person needed me to get out of my own way and do it. And most people say it's worth it. But they're full of shit when they say it. You know what I'm saying? I, I believe what you say. It's irresponsible for me not to share it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because that's that's what happened with me. That's why all of a sudden I'm coming out with a podcast mm-hmm. before I even tried to build my machine. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because <laughs> it's like I'm in these rooms and these multi-million dollar business owners are talking to me and then they bring up sales and they bring up their sales team. And then I give them one tip mm-hmm. and then they come back to me a month later and they're like, yeah, it worked. It fucking worked <laughs> and it changed everything. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That was huge for me. And that added this to my bottom line yeah. because they appreciate it and they want me to know, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? And then that happened over and over again. And then all of a sudden, like they're coming to me, you know what I'm saying? And so you're doing sales team training now, right? Like mm-hmm. you kind of started doing that. Yeah. So what, what what does an ideal client look like for you right now? Like who are you trying to work with? Is it primarily in construction, like solar? Is it kind of anything? Are you trying to stay away from that? Like what are you looking for? Honestly, it's a business owner that has not hired their first salesperson yet and that is doing the selling themselves. Okay. That so, is the ideal client because I've got everything for them. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah, low, low, low price of entry there. I mean, it's just like there's a, a, like a little well, bit of what you know brings a lot of value to them. What it's going to do is it's going to what it took, you know, me probably 10 years and maybe them five years because there's a lot more information out there now on this. Uh, what it it may take them five years to put together. I'm going to do for them in 90 days. Yeah. You know yep. what I'm saying? Yep. And it's because all it is is plug and play for me. I have the documents. You know what I mean? I, I have the knowledge. I have the assassin of a recruiter. I have admin that can turn over uh, uh, people calling in and everything, get them in the door. You know what I mean? Like, and then I have so much speed with my apex contacts, you know, mm-hmm. and that's, that's been huge for me too. It's like going back to the podcast. The reason my podcast even looks somewhat good is because I hired a fucking pro. You know what I'm well, saying? You, you, you knew who to ask, you knew who yeah. to talk to and you weren't afraid to invest money to make it right. Yeah. I, I posted in the apex executives. Hey, Who's the podcast guy? Yep. You know what I mean? And Sebastian Rusk and one other guy was was tagged. The other guy didn't respond. Sebastian respond, and here we are. Yep. So no, it's awesome. No, I'm, I'm, it's been cool to watch you, you know, evolve and mature into like your space. Like mm-hmm. I think from the time I met you last year to now, I think you're a lot more comfortable with who you are. Mm-hmm. I think you understand the value you bring, and you're not trying to be like the everything to everybody, right? And I think it's been really cool to just watch you. Like you've kind of been head down, just doing the job, like still participating, still mm-hmm. here, but like a lot less focused on what anybody else thinks, and a lot more focused on like I got to stick to my game plan. Like it's very obvious, at least for me, to see it, you know, from the outside looking in. No, so. I appreciate that. And 
my favorite core value is operating with integrity mm -hmm. because I didn't used to operate that way in my late twenties. I did my business, but I did it in my personal life and it destroyed my marriage. Mm -hmm. And so, um, once I got divorced, I was like, I'm never going to let this happen again. I'm going to be honest with people. I'm going to tell them the truth and I'm not going to save their feelings. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's safer and that way, honestly. It is. Yeah. It really is. Once they know you're that way, yeah. then they appreciate you. When you can say things other people can't because they know you're coming from a place of care and love. Like mm -hmm. I can say shit to people that no one can mm -hmm. because they know it's like it's coming from a place of truth and honesty and care and empathy. Yeah. And like, I'm not here to try to hurt you. But mm -hmm. This might hurt. but That's yeah. not the intent. And so probably one of the biggest examples of that. And uh, if the IRS is listening, turn this off, <laughs> is, you know, we, we got a huge EIDL loan, you know. And so, um, you know, I had money that I wanted to put in the business and execute there and get an ROI on. But it was too much. Yep. You know what I'm saying? So we have people in Apex that have syndications, that have investment opportunities, whatever the case is. And so I've been deploying that money. And. Because I'm telling other people about it, hey, you know, they've got this, you know, go check it out. I put in 100 with them, whatever the case is. They're like, oh, man, you're really doing it, huh? You're a big baller. And I'm like, no, I got a fucking EIDL loan, and I'm taking advantage of the yeah. government giving out money. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And I'm in all... I'm investing it all as my company. Have I told you, know you I mean? I'm a coach for business owners? <laughs> if you're looking to give some money away, the Mike Claudio Foundation. But, but I could have easily... Said, oh, yeah, I'm doing so great. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, pretended that pretended it was. Pretended like, yeah. that it was because of the success of my business. And I just told you it took me six months to get my solar company to profit a dollar. Yeah. It's all out there. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So it's Which like, makes the success journey and the story even better. This is where I think a lot of people struggle. Mm -hmm. Like, I think I've been really good about being open and transparent and vulnerable, like, where I'm at. Like, mm -hmm. I'm celebrating 7,000 downloads. Some others like, oh, that's, that's chump change. Cool. I'm happy yeah. for you. I'm excited about the fact I'm seeing shit growing. And like I, w I remember, it, I remember when I celebrated my first thousand downloads. Mm -hmm. it took me four months to get my yeah. first thousand, and now I get two thousand a week. Yeah, right. And so, like, but people have seen me celebrate. They've seen me talk yeah. about it, and people like the progress. They like seeing success. Hell they like yeah. seeing the journey. They like understanding that they're not alone when they're struggling. Mm -hmm. Because on, if you look at social media, it looks like I'm killing it right now. Mm -hmm. I'm dealing with some of the biggest stressors, and I'm the, I'm, I'm the most overworked, and I'm mm -hmm. the most worn out, and I'm the most brain fog I probably ever had. Mm -hmm. And like, I tell people that, yeah, because like I'm normal, yeah. I'm more disciplined than most people because when I'm not, I slip hard, mm -hmm. right? We talked about that earlier. Like yeah. when, when I give myself an inch, I fall into a bottle. Right. Like that's just how I operate. Yeah, I can still drink socially, mm -hmm. but if I'm not like up at four thirty tomorrow, and at the gym on time, it'll be like oh, and then one bad decision, bad decision. Also, I'm drinking seven days a week again. Absolutely. And so. You know, but it's really cool to watch you kind of harness your, like like you said, your niche, your skill set, your, mm -hmm. you know, your environment of expertise. And I'm excited to see how it grows, man. Yeah, and that's the whole deal. And I, you know, part of the model that besides building your machine, part of the, and building your machine is an apex model for you guys that don't know. But uh, part of part of what I've been following and kind of who I've been following is Gary Vee. And I, and I love uh, what, how he talks about just put it out there. It doesn't gotta be pretty. Just put it out mm -hmm. there and show people your story and they will appreciate, like you said, the growth, the wins, and they'll be winning with you. Mm -hmm. And then what does that do for them? They knew where you started. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And this could be a month ago. It could be a year ago. They were following you, whether you knew it or not, because mm -hmm. they reach out. Right. Um, and then you inspired them and now they're doing their thing. Well, and the cool part too is like you, if you don't know this, if you're listening right now, about 80% of the people who watch you online don't engage with you. Nope. Right? So, they like, people reach out, I've been following you for, like, a year. Like, where the fuck your likes and comments been, bro? Like, so I, I, I got to tell you a story about this morning, right? <laughs> so, I, I went in the gym and tried to squat 400 pounds this morning, right? And the most I had done before that was 315 was my, my max that I did, I don't know, three months ago. And I, and I thought, oh, I'm going to start squatting again. Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to progress. Anyways, so the, the most I can get up this morning was 365. Mm. And so I'm standing in the bathroom naked eating a 45-day-old ribeye, or 45-day-aged. No, 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 old. Old, yeah, sound, no. old sounds more great. <laughs> that sounds more aggressive. Like, I'm a badass. <laughs> so, and I'm just, like, pissed off at myself because I know I didn't do the work at the squat like bar. holding the bar or the bar yeah, just, like, chewing off of it. Exactly. <laughs> And because I'm starving, right? Because yeah. I've already done two workouts. But anyways, so 
I'm pissed off at myself and I'm laughing at myself because then I look in the mirror and I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, I've got to share this. It's hilarious, yeah. you know? So I, I shared it on, on Facebook and Instagram. It wasn't an actual picture of him naked eating a steak. It was a comment about. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got smart with that one. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to uh, get divorced again. Mm. So anyways, uh, or divorced before I even get remarried again. But uh, so ribeye. Right, you make the post. Someone I make the up. post, and somebody that I haven't talked to in five years is like, "Oh, that's lightweight." You know what I mean? And then one of my rugby buddies gets on there, doesn't comment or post on my stuff, and it's like, "Man, with my bum knee, I can do 400." You know what I'm saying? So w- what I know is you found something. I've been, you know, and and I, and I post the losses too, but. I've been posting mainly wins, or I've been posting stuff I've been doing. Yeah, we don't even need to call it wins. I've just been documenting. You've been, yeah, you've been documenting activity. They just, found something. Yeah, and they were all over it. Yeah, and then and all they, of a sudden they, they came waiting, out of the woodwork. They were waiting for it. Yeah. yeah, and you know, the more that you operate in integrity, the more that you put your losses out there, the more that you're not afraid to say, "Hey, I'm doing well because X, Y, and Z, and X, Y, and Z is not admirable," right? Um then you become less subjective to that. You know what I mean? To where that actually hurts your feelings. You know what I mean? So like my responses were like thumbs up and you know what I mean? Like I'm moving on with my life. I'm doing a fucking podcast with Mike Claudio. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Yeah. Kind of a big deal. I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, man, dude, I think this is awesome. You know, I'm, it's going to be cool to watch you grow. So where do people find you right now? Uh, I try to make it easy. TX biz dad. Um, dot com txbizdad.com or any social media i'm going to be at txbizdad got it those are the two things you are right business owner dad three things texas business owner and dad you are not texas i am texas I don't know, you do my all, fourth you do uncle you my fourth uncle is Stephen f austin i don't know if you know him but the city of austin was named after him and he's and he settled texas according to the history books yeah, not the well, indians that, uh, that ain't got shit to do with you missing 400 pounds this morning Wow. <laughs> Here I am on a high. That's probably one of the haters, man. You know, I, I appreciate you coming on, man. It's, like I said, it's been cool to watch you grow and mature. And, like, you know, I, I was in that same, like, like looking at you, like, this dude's fucking killing it. Like, my mm-hmm. own little imposter syndrome, right? It's crazy yeah. how that happens. Like, like yeah. that interesting. And we're, we're doing it to each other. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like that that give, and, that give and take of, like we said, the power of a group like Apex or mm-hmm. Win Rate or what you're building now with yeah. your organization and getting around like-minded people who can, you know, authentically push you mm-hmm. right when we all have our we all have our things we're weak at we all the things that we're not but guys reach out to him connect with him go download his podcast what's the name again building great sales teams go download an episode just so we can get a spike so i can tell him his entire success is due to my <laughs> podcast so all right man appreciate you thank you for joining us on this episode of building great sales teams we appreciate it Make sure you like, share, and leave a review wherever you consume podcasts and subscribe so you're notified when we release new content. Great sales teams aren't recruited. They are built brick by brick. Let's get building.